Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Fignuts podcast. If you're keeping track at home, this is episode number 186 overall, which means I got to look at my notes to keep track of this. It's season four, episode 36. I'm back. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. I'm still here. And Craig is still here. I took a week off last week. It really wasn't a week off. I had um, work commitments that superseded this. Um, let's just say when your organization asks you to take on a major thing that's going to run basically from noon until 5 p.m. nonstop and then wants you to drive home and be online for a town hall meeting before 7 p.m. with a summary <laughs> of everything that happened during that 12 to 5 block. You don't exactly have a lot of time to do things like, I don't know, eat or record a podcast. So I want to <laughs> thank you for sitting in on me for, for me last week because it really did help out a great deal. I was just like, by the end of the night, I'm like, it's me and a glass of scotch. <laughs> I, I, I do not blame you at all. You know, it, it was, but yes. So, but we are back. And speaking of scotch, let's start where we always start. Craig. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, so tonight I have a brand new beer, which I do have a can set aside for you. Oh, okay. Uh, this tell. was uh, purchased at Turnpike Spirits, my favorite place to go to. Are you allowed to use their name now? No, but I figured, you know, why not? I tagged them on Instagram, so okay. figure what's the difference. I mean, we should, I mean, as long as they're comfortable with it, we should absolutely give them a shout out. They have been <laughs> fantastic. This is, this is, this is Craig's place. You know, yeah. everybody says, I got a guy. This is Craig's guy. Yes. Yes, that sums it up. That sums Craig, it up. Did you remember, do you remember in Pee Wee's Big Adventure when he goes to the magic shop? I, mean, I know I'm going back like yeah. 40 years in people's yeah. memories, but if you're, if you're old <laughs> like us, the guy at the magic shop is excited to see Pee Wee and brings out a whole box of stuff he thinks he's going to want to buy because he knows him. That's what's happened when Craig enters that particular shop. <laughs> the guy behind the counter goes, ooh, you're here. I've got something to show you. <laughs> That that's, does that does happen. That's essentially it. So, all right, so so tell me about what this. I've hyped uh, this up now. This better be good. So this is a beer by Aeronaut. They are from Somerville, Massachusetts. This because and I got it because a he told me it was brand new, and uh -huh. b I'm big on can art. This is called Hop Hop and Away, and it's a bunny with a Superman cape flying around the moon or space. I'm running it through Untapped right now. <laughs> Uh, it is a, um, oh my God, look at that label. Yeah. Right. See, now you know what I mean. That's uh, so a, cute. It's a hazy crushable session IPA made with cold, steep citra and mosaic hops. Okay. So this sounds like something my wife is going to want. The infusion layers, citrus and tropical fruit flavors over a carefully crafted malt base. All right. So I need to light bodied thirst quenching ale. That's low in bitterness. Mm. All right, there we go. Go for it. I can tell you while he does that, Bush, um, it's got a 3.86 rating on Untapped, which is pretty good. Sessions typically don't rate high on Untapped in general. Like four is usually my 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 line. Anything that's rated higher than four is something I want to try. But 3.86 is pretty solid pretty close, for a right? session. Well, that's the thing. Sessions, because sessions are so for folks who don't know what the hell a session is. A session is an AP, IPA style, but it's brewed in such a way that the alcohol content is lower. The idea behind a session is you can drink a six pack of this and not find yourself awake in Idaho married to a goat. <laughs> That's the idea behind a session because so many IPAs. I mean, we I was at 12 percent this weekend. Half their menu 
was 10% or higher alcohol no. content. You're like, I have to drive. I'm like, I can't drink any of this. <laughs> well, you, you you could, but... It's not advisable. I have... I, yeah, exactly. I want to have a couple of drinks, chill out for a little while, and be, a, and be able to legally operate a motor vehicle so I can go home. And, you know, people are like, you should try this. Why? It's a 12.5% barrel-aged stout. That might kill me. <laughs> All right, so tell me about this. Um, so, and I will put pictures on Instagram. Reminder, we have an Instagram page now. Don't know why it took yes. so long. Um, mild Amazing. light penetration. And I have to say, it's it's very it's a light citrus flavor. It's not like drinking, you know, pulp-filled orange juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like a it's a light orange to me. And it's actually, a, it, it has a thicker mouthfeel than I was expecting, which is pretty interesting. You know what we need to do? Hmm. Speaking of, we need to create a podcast account on Untapped. Is that a thing? I mean, yeah. But, I mean, I guess we well, could just. No, but I mean, but I mean, just just a, just a, an Untapped that is that had all the all the contributors have access to, so that we can keep a running track of the beers we've had for the cast itself. I mean, we Craig has his own Untapped. I have my own Untapped, but we don't have one for the group. Oh, that is a brilliant idea. And in the comments, because when you when you register a bill on, beer on Untapped, if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, Untapped U N T A P P D is a app and website. Um, you can get a smartphone app. I, I find the smartphone app to be fantastic for this, where you can log and search for beers, and you can rate them to help other people. So when I sit there and say, and they, they're five star rating. I'm looking for stuff that are like four star or better, typically um, things of that nature. But you can you can do this and you can tag friends and share the information with people. It's very nice. I have one. Craig has one. I know Cinch has an account. I don't think he ever uses it. Same with Sean. <clears throat> Sean, yeah, Sean. Sean and I got accounts the same day. That was something my wife. That was like the, I think that was the first time I went to Two Roads. So we're talking like ten years ago. I'm sitting in Two Roads and my wife is tapping away her review on Untapped. And uh, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And she goes, and she tells us about the site. And Sean and I just looked at each other and we're immediately downloading the app. <laughs> like there was no words exchange. We're doing this. And it's a great way because it, not only does it help the community, but like a year or two later, when Craig calls me and goes, hey, I want you to try this hop hopping away. And I go, have I had this before? I now have an app that tells me if I've had it before. That's right. I don't have to guess. I can go back and search my history. So it's fantastic. Definitely, it's something worth doing. We're, well, we should set up one. We just give everybody the pa- everybody the password, and then the comments you just put. Craig says this. Britt says this. And then whoever's contributing to the, sh- the thread would be acknowledged. I love this idea. That's a great idea. idea. I'm glad you had it. And we did it live. We did it live. It's recorded for posterity. We did it live. <laughs> so I'm drinking Diet Cola. And the reason I'm drinking Diet Cola is because... Later on this evening, Craig and I are going to be streaming on Twitch, and I want to save my beer for that. Oh, no, that's perfectly fair. <laughs> that's that's the beer time. And so. since this is, um, what is this, 4.6%, I might as well have one while we're playing that anyway. So you could literally drink, how many did you buy? How many are there? Four. You could drink all four of those and be and be completely sober before you go to bed. <laughs> that is very true. Very true. Uh, it's just, they're just, they're lighter beers. It's... Now, you know, I don't want people to think that, oh, I could just pound these and do whatever I want. That still got to drink responsibly. That's not what I'm saying. But that's the idea behind a session is I want an IP flavor, but 
but I don't want an IP alcohol level. Right. Because so, the other beer I got yeah. for next week, that's 8%. So, right, Give me a teaser. Who, who, don't tell me what it's called, but who's it by? Um, I'll give you a hint. It's made at 12%. Ooh, it's a tw- okay. So that limits that limits it. Abomination uh, brews out of there. Marlowe brews out of there. Fat Orange Cat brews out of there. Mm-hmm. There's like two or three more. Mm-hmm. I can't remember off the top of my head. There's like six brewers that are part of the twelve percent collaborative. Oh well, that's fine. All right, so now I'm we'll find out. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, I'm intrigued. I tell you, intrigued. Okay. So before we get into burning hot takes, let me just um, be upfront on this. We're going to do burning hot takes like like we normally do. Everything for me is a burning hot take because work has been so busy and we're in the off season that my brain has literally shut out the existence of all football news, except of course for the Deshaun Watson stuff, which is just obscenely bizarre and you couldn't avoid it no matter what you did. So yeah. there's that. But Basically, anything Craig asks tonight, I'm going to be like, wow, I'm hearing this for the first time because my brain has completely shifted into off-season mode. But we're like three weeks from the draft? Uh, Yeah, it's at the end of April, April 23rd, 22nd. Yeah, I don't have any more time to be in off-season mode. We have to get back to work. <laughs> so that is what we are going to do today. So, uh, Craig, I only have one question, so I'm going to, I'm going to invite you to go first. All right. So first, and I literally just read this and I read the headline and I tried very hard not to laugh. So I drank more beer. Uh, So as one does. Right. So the first part of this is you heard that the NFL has added a new game. Yeah. 17 games this year. Right. So there's no more A and A teams. Yeah. Which I have a problem with. I have a problem with right off the bat. That means that means that somebody plays more away games than home games. And I don't like that in any form of sport. That is true. That does happen. But this headline, I just want to get your thoughts on this headline. Sources, Chicago Bears voted against 17 game season. The, the, the organization, you mean like the leadership? Yes. The Bears like owners 30, said no. So the 32 owners had to all vote and the Bears were like, no, man, no. <laughs> yes. Well, Poor Bears. does it say why? Is there any rationale? Um, let me see here. Uh, conference. No, they did not say they declined to comment on why. Poor Sean. Every, the only time the bears make the headlines is when they do something like, (laughs) I don't know, like, like trade for Nick Foles. (laughs) I, 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 if you had said to me that the players had gotten together and voted, okay, that would make sense. I can't understand why an owner wouldn't want another game in the season. It increases revenue across the board. Even if you're not playing that extra home game in the first year, you know that the schedule makers are probably going to force balance in the second year. It's probably going to be mandatory in the league rules that you have to play the extra game at Mm -hmm. home at least every other year. Um, Yeah, I, I don't understand why an owner would vote against that. I really don't. Are they, are they worried about not being able to go eight and eight? That, yeah, there's no more fence to sit on, I guess, is what it is. I mean, what they're going to have to do is go out there and tie in week week 17 or week 18. I think I think if you're going to do 17 games, you I don't oppose a 17-game season other than I don't like imbalance. 
I like everybody to have the same level of balance as everybody else. So Kansas City goes 10 and 6 and ties for first, or sorry, let's say because there's an extra game, 11 mm-hmm. and 6, and they're tied for first place with Denver, again, wishful thinking, mm-hmm. at 11 and 6, but Denver played one extra home game. How are you Oh, yeah. That How does that game? work? How are you, are you? Okay, so same divisional record. Let's assume they they split games divisionally and they have the same divisional record. You know, so then it comes down to like some. It's probably going to come down to conference wins. Well, what if that one of those six losses was the extra home, extra away game? What if Kansas City is eleven and five in a sixteen game season and Denver is ten and six, but because of that extra game, they both end up at eleven wins. Don't like it. I yeah, that's like gonna it. be it that's gonna be interesting to see how that's gonna play out. I mean, I'm sure it's written somewhere, but it has to be. It creates an imbalance and it's going to rear its ugly head because you know why? Because sports talk radio is going to make it rear its ugly head. Someone is going to go into first place in their division after week 17 and then week 18, they're going to get knocked and it may not even be division. Maybe it's playoff seeding. What happens if the guy who would be the one seed after a regular 16 game season falls to a four or five seed? Right. Then, well, aren't they adding another playoff team still? They did this year, yeah. But think about it. With only one bye, all of a sudden, that last slot means a lot, don't it? That is true. I'm just saying, I think this adds, well, but but it adds drama to this. But it adds drama that may unfairly influence certain teams over others. If there's if if the team if if we're going if we're tied and we're going into the 18th week of the season and one team is playing at home that needs to win and one team is on the road that needs to win, that's an issue for me, because at that point, hypothetically, they've played eight games on the road and eight games at home, respectively. But one team is going to get a home field advantage that the other team doesn't have access to by scheduling. That's a problem for me. Hmm. I think you got to go if you're going to add extra games, you got to go to 18 games. You do nine home, and nine away, even. and keep <clears> it even. Because I just, I, I just, I'm telling you, someone's going to make a big deal out of this. We're going to hear about this during the off season. And God on earth, Lord above, hear my prayer. <laughs> Don't let it be the Cowboys. <laughs> if the freaking Cowboys miss the playoffs because they were in the division lead after week 17, but they're not after week 18. And the NFC East was so woefully pitiful this year that we are looking at an eight or nine win team, even with the extra game. Mm -hmm. If it's not, if it's the Cowboys, we will never hear the end of it. That's That's true. You know, I mean, if Buffalo gets knocked out, Buffalo will complain about it. Oh, that sucks. Jerry Jones will take out billboards. (laughs) That's how they roll. (laughs) We'll never hear the end of it. Nope. Ever. For what as long as he's on around the extra, on the extra game before we move on. What do you, what do you think? Uh, same. I was thinking the same, same kind of thing is what are they going to do about this extra game in the home home field advantage? I mean, I'm all for extra football. I'm still not a fan of four games of preseason. So I know the players voted on this, but it seems like some of them are already not happy about it. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that's going to affect things come August. Because even though the players sign the uh, the collective bargaining agreement, you know, there's still going to be disagreements 
So well, people, listen, you know, are going to sit out possibly. And here's here's the thing you have to consider. You get to fine print. I'm going to tell you guys a really quick little story. We got a notice this week from our landlord. My wife and I rent. I'm not. I'm one of those people. I don't want to own anything. Fair. I don't want the responsibility of ownership. When if if I buy a house and a furnace explodes and takes a third of my house out, I want that to be somebody else's problem, not mine. That's fair. So I am perfectly happy with being a renter for the majority of my life. Um, we got a notice from our landlord mm-hmm. that said, starting June first, we're going to start billing. You're going to start getting billed for your water and sewer usage. We installed water meters on every unit. We now know how much unit, how much each unit is using in water. Starting June first, this is going to be your responsibility to pay. And my initial reaction was, whoa, 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 whoa! I have a lease. My lease says these utilities are included. Mm-hmm. You can't just change your mind in the middle of a signed legal document. Mm-hmm. Their response to me was, "Go back and read Section 20." So I go back and I read Section 20, and sure enough, Section 20 indicates that. The following utilities, if they ever become metered, the landlord res- reserves the responsibility, the, the right to make it an individual charge instead of a group charge for the whole building. Ah. Read your fine print. The player signed off on a contract that said the NFL might add a seventh, 17th game. You can't stop now and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I didn't read that. Read the words of your lease. It's legalese. It's mumbo jumbo. But you signed off on it. I signed off on a lease that said if they ever installed water meters, they could bill me for my water usage. Okay. Yeah. I'm good. God help them. If it's more than like $20 a month, I'm going to start looking for another place to live. But, (laughs) you know, my my freaking lease is up in September. If they want me to renew, (laughs) this this better not be uh, upping my rent too much. But that's the same thing. The players, it's a buyer's beware thing. Make sure you read the fine print. Now the players are sitting there in summer. Well, man, this is a terrible idea. I never agreed to this. Yeah, you kind of did. You did. Well, your agent did for you. Your 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 uh, your your head of the Demoris Smith guy. That guy. The head of your union. Yes. He negotiates for you. And before anyone sits there and goes, "Oh, he's terrible," just remember, was it Gene Upshaw was there before him? Mm-hmm. Gene Upshaw was completely in the owner's pocket. There's oh, yeah. We never had a labor stoppage is because Gene Upshaw was like that with the commissioner and they worked out all these deals way in advance. And you guys are a lot better off now than you were then. So there it is. Anyway, I've taken 20 minutes ranting about <laughs> about leases, <laughs> about leases and union and my water bill. I'll keep you guys up to date. I'll let you know how my water bill comes out. We got our oh, first good. one in June. Uh, they start charging us in May. So. You'll have to you'll have to listen to the July episodes when we're doing we're doing draft prep and all of a sudden in the middle of it I go let me tell you a story about water bills. <laughs> so, all right. So my burning hot take question for you: A guy at ESPN today said that the biggest need the Kansas City Chief needs to address in the in the upcoming draft is wide receiver, and I immediately said, "How is anyone paying you to cover sports?" <laughs> You still have Tyreek Hill, who's grumpy and wants a new contract. Okay. You still have um, Nicole Hardman. You just re-signed Demarcus Robinson. And unless I miss my guess, Byron Pringle is still there. What you don't have is an offensive line. Because you cut a bunch of them and signed like two guys. 
Craig, am I crazy here, or is wide receiver not something the Chiefs really need to be addressing more urgently than the fact that Patrick Mahomes is going to take six sacks a game? This is true, and being a Bengal fan, uh, I know a little bit about this. And seeing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and the, you know, the, in the playoff game before that, they lost their left. Was it the left tackle, right, or the yeah. right tackle? Yeah, it was Fisher. Yeah. Yep. That greatly um, affect clear and greatly and clearly affected their play because, <clears throat> and Central probably disagree with me because I'm saying the Bengals should draft Jamar Chase, but <laughs> if your quarterback has five people on top of him, like every other play, no matter how good he is, like he's not, you know, he's not going to be effective at all. And the Chiefs clear issue in the Super Bowl was their offensive line because Mahomes just had no, and he's good. He can scramble, but you can only do that so much. Yeah. So definitely, they definitely should be looking at line. I mean, I know they added free agents, um, but still, yeah. Yeah. And and we're we're forgetting one other big big factor here. The Chiefs restricted re-signed Byron Pringle as a restricted free agent. That's right. Byron Pringle is still there. While Sammy Watkins was injured and when he wasn't injured, he had feet for hands. <laughs> Sammy Watkins was the third fastest, maybe fourth fastest guy on that field. And that wasn't because he was slow. We don't, I, I, I can't. Now on the other side of it, I'm reading a lot now that this, this draft is very deep at offensive line. It is. It's deeper than people is. are looking at. So I, I think, I think that's gonna, that that's gonna factor in. So, okay. That's, that's fair. That's fair. So, all right. So that was my one question. What else you got? Uh, so my next question for you is, is really on the size of contracts players get. So example, the one that recently just happened. Seahawks are giving Tyler Lockett a four-year deal worth $69.2 million. Mm-hmm. 37's guaranteed. And now looking like looking at it, would you, if you're an owner, and I guess this really depends on the position and probably not so much running back, but is a receiver worth eight, almost $70 million for one guy? No, I can't see it. Especially if it's, you know, you're guaranteeing him 37 and, you know, I don't know what they're, I don't have their cap numbers in front of me, so. Right. I'm looking there's there's still according to over the cap. I'm looking at over the cap right now. Fantastic site by the way. I think it was Cinch who found, found this for us. Um over the cap has six teams with negative effective cap space, meaning stuff they can do. Mm-hmm. Um represents the maximum cap space a team will have when it signs at least 51 players to its roster for that season because it, it's it's counting league minimums. So if we fill all of your open spots with league minimums, then this is what your cap space would be. Mm-hmm. Six teams are already in the red. The Saints, the Bears, the Eagles, the Falcons, the Seahawks, and the Bucks. And now I let's stop for one second there. The Saints, playoff team. Yep. Bears, not a playoff team. Mm-hmm. They were better, but not a playoff team. Eagles, terrible. <laughs> Falcons, terrible. Seahawks, playoff team. Bucks, Super Bowl champions. So 
what in the holy hell, how are the Eagles, Bears, and Falcons in a negative cap situation when they're bad? I don't get it. Good, bad. Struggle with the cap. It's like you know. It's like in. It's almost like in your. You're in. You're playing fantasy football, mm-hmm. and you you trade away picks and players to draft like the one or two guys that are thinking are going to you know win you a championship that season, mm-hmm. and then everyone gets hurt, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> right now, the can the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are eight point five million dollars over the cap. right now. And they haven't finished signing everybody they need to sign. No, Uh, no, I don't think they did. There's no way. They're going to have to, I'm looking, I'm already looking at their cap savings number for certain folks. They're going to have to cut some people. I don't even know who Donovan Smith is. Why is he getting $14 million a year? I don't know. Tom Brady has a negative cap savings value of $30 million. <laughs> if they cut Tom Brady before June 1st, their cap takes a $30 million hit. Oops. That, that means all that money has to be deferred. They must have a ton of deferred money. A ton of, de- I don't even, who is Donovan Smith? Who is he? Who is he? It up. Who's that guy? Who's that guy? I don't even know who this guy is. Unrestricted free agent. What position does he play? Left tackle? Oh, okay. Yep, I found him. He's their left tackle? He was a second-round pick in 2015. And Pro Football Focus has him 12th out of 81. You're paying $14 million for the 12th best left tackle in the... Um, That's that's middle-of-the-pack, guys. I mean, that's the thing. 12th isn't great. Yeah, no. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, I just don't understand how all these teams. I I got so down the rabbit hole there. What was your question? Oh uh, well, my question was so as a receiver is is a receiver worth seventy million dollars? Oh yeah. So no, the easy answer is no. I I don't think anybody can afford to pay a wide receiver. Who who's gonna who are they paying? I, well, I just I, what's Seattle's cap space like? Negative. It's a negative value. It's negative 2.3 million, 2.4 million, basically. It's 2.399, so we'll call it 2.4 million right now in effective cap space. Mm-hmm. Um, and its current cap situation is negative 1.7. So that means they're under roster. They're already 1.7 million in the hole, and they've got to sign more people by, by rule. How's that going to work? They're going to have to cut somebody. They're going to have to cut Apparently, also news out of Seattle, Russell Wilson wants to play with Antonio Brown. So if the Bucs Bucs don't sign him and Seattle doesn't pick him up, apparently Russell is going to be unhappy. I really feel like it's time that it's it's time Russell Wilson and the Seahawks break up. I agree. I feel like that relationship has, it was good. They won a Super Bowl. He's a great quarterback. I think the relationship is just kind of over. Kind of how like Brady was in New England. So I'm looking at people that they can save money by cutting. Yeah. The first name on the list is Tyler Lockett. <laughs> well, because they, they just paid him a ton of money. <laughs> if they cut him, if they cut him before June 1st, they sell, save 12.7 million. But that obviously isn't going to happen. The next name on the list is Dwayne Brown. They save 11.3 million if they cut him before June 1st. Guess, do you know who Dwayne Brown is? Not off the top of my head. He's their starting left tackle. Oh. So that's two teams. 
that are paying their left tackle over $10 million a year. And both those teams are in cap trouble. Yeah. They're the only guys that can save more than $10 million a year by cutting. Most of the, and most of, well, some of the folks, they can't cut Russell Wilson, but cost them 26 million in cuts in, in tax space. Chris Carson would cost him three million because he just signed, right? Yes. It, it, this is a this is a nightmare. This is an absolute nightmare. I mean, I'm just looking at this list. Of, there's nobody here. Trey Flowers, you're gonna cut your defense. I mean, who the hell is that? <laughs> defensive lineman. One of their defensive linemen, interior defensive lineman, is uh, Puna Ford, and they can save three million dollars by cutting it. But I mean, it's just it just doesn't. There's nothing here. I don't see. How they're and that's probably why they wanted to renegotiate with Russell Wilson. They're like, "Hey, you need to rework your contract." No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> nah. No, I don't. You agreed to this. This is how this works. Trade me or cut me. But either way, we're not renegotiating any contracts. You know, like if I called my landlord tomorrow and said, "Listen, I want to renegotiate my lease because I don't want to. I don't want to pay, pay for, for water." water. <laughs> I, he'd probably get the best laugh he had all day. <laughs> you know, so I, I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know what they're gonna do. You know, and that's it's looking at and actually I just saw another headline in 2022. Can't believe we're at 2022. Uh, the Packers are going to be in a lot of trouble cap wise. Really? Oh, let's pull that. They up. have 80 percent of their cap tied to eight players. Oh, my gosh. Let me see. Where are they? OK, right. Oh, they're, they're near the line now. Their cap space right now is three point two million. Their effective cap space is six hundred and twenty four thousand dollars. So that means that they fill their roster with league minimum guys, basically. They'll be under the cap by 624 this year. Mm. Okay. Their total cap liabilities is $193 million. Okay. Let's click to next year and see what their number looks like. And they haven't even restructured Aaron Rodgers' contract, right. and I don't think they're going to. So $193 million this year. In 2022, that number goes up to $205 million. That's another 12 million dollars a year that gives them a negative team cap space number right off the bat i I'm, I'm looking at these names i don't understand how they're giving out these contracts Zadarius smith their edge rusher 80, he's got uh, 28 he's gonna, million yeah he's gonna 28 million dollar cap hit david bactari david bactari the a left tackle <laughs> everyone's gonna, all the quarterbacks are right-handed his cap number, his cap number in 2021 is 10.9 million. In 2022, it goes up to 22.7 million dollars. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. And I then understand. Kenny, Kenny Clark, a defensive tackle, he's third. Next. I, I I understand that this doesn't work like normal mathematics. <laughs> that numbers get money can get deferred or pushed up or pushed back, and it skews contracts. His base salary, David Bektari's base salary in 2022 is $3.2 million. He has a prorated bonus of $8.7 million. He has a prorated bonus that's more than double his base. <laughs> he gets a $9.5 million roster bonus. And he's got a $600,000 roster bonus per game. This is insane. You know what the roster bonus is for Aaron Rodgers? What? Zero dollars. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is on the roster. He gets nothing for making the roster. David Bakhtari gets handed $9.5 million. Wow. He gets handed literally three times his base salary 
just for still being on the roster on June 1st of 2022. Yeah, so I I think Aaron Rodgers is done after 2022. When his contract's up, like he's done in Green Bay. So now the first thing you got to be saying to yourself is, okay, David Bakhtari, I don't know if we can keep him in 2022. Well, good job, because the dead money puts you at a negative value. It will cost you more against the cut the cap to cut him than it will to retain him next year. I'm just, hmm. I'm looking at this. I'm like, how is, how does a business operate under <laughs> these rules? I don't know. Okay, so 2023, Aaron Rodgers plays for Denver. Is that what we're saying? I'll tell you this. Here's, I'm going to make a, a bold prediction right now. Mm-hmm. David Bakhtari is not a Packer in 2023. That's what you're saying. Because that's the first time cutting him saves them money. <laughs> oh, jeez. What about Aaron Rodgers, though? What if they, they got rid of him? If they cut Rodgers before June 1st of this year, it's a negative cap impact, so they can't do it. They actually lose $1.1 million in dead money. If they cut him before June 1st of 2022, they save $22 million. Oh, well, that's enticing. <laughs> so your idea that this might be... But, you know, Green Bay is just one of those iconic franchises. You know what I mean? They don't like things, you know... Like they didn't want Brett Favre to go play somewhere else. Yeah, and then they but they, they did draft Jordan Love, so this has got to be what they're thinking, right? That's what I think, more, especially with these numbers year, now. You get one more year out of Rodgers, and if he's great, you trade him. If he stinks, you Bye. cut him and save twenty-two million dollars either way. This might be a genius play by the Packers, but you still got to deal with David Bakhtari. Oh, that's true. I just, I, I just, I'm, it blows my mind that we're talking about left tackles that just make that that are in the top five in their team's salary cap. Mm-hmm. All right. You know what? Let's go down the rabbit hole. Oh, we, why not? We, this you know, was, we a, this was an open about, episode. So we were going to talk about draft stuff today. We're going to, we're going to focus out. Here's what I promise you. I promise you, I will stop my end by postseason malaise <laughs> and I will do some research. And next week we will do our draft we'll do preview, a real draft preview. Craig pick, Pick a random, pick a random division. Um, the NFC South. Okay, who's in the South? The Saints, right? Mm-hmm. The Saints for one. Drew Brees is their top. Is their top? Um, is this organized that way? It looks like it is. Their well, he's gone now, so it doesn't matter. Drew Brees, he's gone. The number two guy is Ryan Rancic, the right tackle. The number three cap guy is a safety, Marcus Williams. And I'm just looking at 2021. Mm. Marshawn Ladderboard, the cat cornerback, is the other one. And then Michael Thomas is five. Okay, so again, in the top five, this time it's the right tackle, but there's a tackle. Right. Who else is in that division? The Bucks are in that division. Yes. Mike, we already talked about Donovan Smith. He's number three, and he's a tackle. Who's this guy? I don't recognize <laughs> the name. Left guard, Ali Mopper. We're just talking about tackles right now. All right, who else in that division? The Falcons, right? Yep. Uh... That's defensive line. So their top three hits are Ryan, Matty Ice, Julio, Grady Jarrett, who's a, a lineman, Deion Jones, who plays linebacker, and then Jake Matthews, who is a left tackle. For the love of... We, and, we, and now check now check the Panthers. I'm building a conspiracy theory here around left tackles that somehow <laughs> own the universe. What am I reading here? All right, that Panthers. 
Number one guy on the list is Teddy Bridgewater. That should tell you all you need to know about the Panthers right there. <laughs> the number two person on the list is Taylor Moten, their right tackle. <laughs> number three is Robbie Anderson. Number four is Shaq Thompson, the linebacker. Number five is Christian McCaffrey. Kish, Christian McCaffrey has a smaller cap hit than the right tackle. <laughs> yeah. Robbie Anderson, your best defensive player, and Christian, McCar- M- M- Christian McCaffrey – arguably the best running back in the league when he's healthy, all cost you less against the cap than your right tackle. Oh, and by the way, they all make less money than the right tackle. His base salary is $13.7 million. That is crazy. He's got no bonuses. It's all pure. It's all pure hit. $13.7 million. Here's your check. You showed up on June 1st. Here's your check for $13 million. Go play. Yeah. I, all right, let's let's try this really. Let's try one more division then. Let's go with the um crazy. Let's go with the NFC West. NFC West. Okay, Niners is the first one to come to mind there. Garoppolo is the number 1. And no shock qu- quarterbacks are the number 1, right? Because yeah. Edge rusher Arik Armstead is number 2. Number 3 is Jimmy Ward, he's a safety. Number 4 is Nick Bosa, obviously he's an edge rusher. And then number five is D Ford, who's a defensive edge rusher. Ooh, all right, we finally found one. Is this why they stink? <laughs> Maybe. Number six is Trent Williams, the left tackle. And they just gave him a g- gigantic contract. And Huge. it's still only the sixth biggest deal on their books. But if they cut him, it's a $31 million cap hit. So that means everything is backloaded again. Everything is backloaded. All right, so there it is. There's the first team that doesn't have a tackle in their top five expensive players. Who else is in that division? Uh, Seattle. Seahawks. Russell Wilson. Number two is Bobby Wagner, a linebacker. Number three is Tyler Lockett, the receiver. Number four is Dwayne Brown. Dwayne Brown is the left tackle, as we talked about. So that's uh, that's the Niners, Seattle. Who else in that division? Rams. Oh, God, the Rams. <clears throat> I really have to look at the Rams? You do. You do. I got to find Sorry. them. Here we go. All right. Guess who the number one person on the list is? Um, not Jared Goff. That's correct. It's the quarterback, Matt Stafford. <laughs> number two is Aaron Donald. So that's uh, Lyman, right? Uh, Jalen Ramsey, the cornerback, is number three. Number four is Rob Havenstein. Do you know what Rob Havenstein plays? Left tackle? Wrong. Right tackle. But it's another <laughs> bloody tackle. So that we've looked at what, like 10 teams and nine out of the 10 have had a tackle in their five most expensive players against the cap. Yep. Now, now last one, check the Cardinals. Cardinals are in that division too. I always blank on this. I'm totally down the rabbit hole on this now. I'm like, <laughs> we're just going to start putting up like a pin board with string and different pins and a map. <laughs> what does he know? <laughs> okay. So the first time ever, because he's still on his rookie deal, Kyler Murray is not the number one cap hit on the Arizona Cardinals. This is the first team we've seen, I think, where the the oh really really quick did you to... did you see who they signed to back him up? No, Colt McCoy. I thought he was in jail. No, no, he's still playing. Still playing well, good for him. Okay, so the number on. one the number one player on the on them is Chandler Jones. He's the edge rusher, obviously. Mm-hmm. The number two is a player named DJ Humphreys. Do you know where DJ Humphreys plays? Uh, right tackle. No, he's left tackle. <laughs> Number three on the list is DeAndre Hopkins. Huh. Kyler Murray comes in at fifth, just so you know. He actually makes a decent amount of money. He only makes a base salary of 850000 but he gets a big pro-rate bonus, and he's got, oh, my God, he makes $3 million just for being on the roster. 
Nice. And this is this is why, ladies and gentlemen, agents get paid so much money because yes. I don't know what alcohol or drugs they give teams, but it works. <laughs> so what did we learn today? If you want to make money in the National Football League mm-hmm. and you're not a quarterback, mm-hmm. you need to be a tackle. Yes. Not yeah. even offensive line, guys. We're not even talking offensive line. We're talking specifically the tackle position. On either side of the ball. That, I, I feel like I just, I, I feel like I'm about to sit across from Morpheus. I just took the red pill. <laughs> I just, I seriously, I'm just, my mind is completely freaking blown right now. That, ta- I mean, okay, one or two. Oh man, that can't be the trend. We looked at two full divisions and like three additional teams. We looked at at least 10 teams. We might've actually looked at 12. And one of I, them I, didn't I, have I a... can't, I'm in shock. I am in complete shock. Let's okay. I, let's just do one random T. Look at the Jaguars. Jags, okay, and, and a bad team at that. Yeah, they have a lot of cap space. Their number one cap hit is a player named Andrew Norwell. He plays left guard. Oh, nope, nope. That's okay. Cam Robinson's number two, and guess what he plays? Left tackle. <laughs> <laughs> My glasses just hit the table. <laughs> And people who know me well know when I have hit some sort of wall where my mind can no longer function, I rip the glasses off my face and start rubbing my eyes. I am actively rubbing my eyes. Oh right now. man, I can see that in my head. Perfect, perfect. I, I I honestly should. I wish we had a video stream up right now because <laughs> oh my, I, I can't. I'm I'm in you, dead shock. You just unlock something. I don't think anyone ever realized. Well, I'm sure teams do, but. I'm going to go to the rest of the list. Miles Jacks, the linebacker, is number four, number three. Mm-hmm. Joe Schobert is number four. He's another linebacker. And then number five is Brandon Linder. He's the center. So three of the top five contracts cap-wise on the Jacksonville Jaguars are all offensive line. And one of them is the left tackle. That is bananas. All right, we need to call it there. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't process anymore. I can't. This is, this is before this becomes... Before this becomes me sitting in a in a dark room with a pipe <laughs> or a cigarette muttering to myself, we are going to remind folks to leave us a review wherever you listen to us on Apple iTunes, on Player FM, on Left Tackle Radio, <laughs> wherever you found this podcast, please leave us a review. Write to us. We are at FignutsDFS on Twitter. We are FignutsDFS at gmail.com through email. We are on Facebook as the Football Fignuts Podcast. My mind is so blown that I can't even rationalize a final thought. So I'm just going to throw it to you for the final thought. Um, And I'll just add to that. uh, We're also on Twitter at FignutsDFS and now Instagram with the same name, FignutsDFS. That's right. And as... Time has no relevance anymore. I want everyone to realize that the NFL draft is less than a month away. Like three weeks away. Yes. So next week we will break down the left tackles, otherwise known <laughs> as the future millionaires of the NFL for the 2021 draft. I, I just, I, I am, I, I've, we've done 186 episodes and I think this is the first time I've been truly speechless. <laughs> And, yeah. and this is a, a – so hi, Deb, because hi, Deb, Deb is going to sit there and be like, oh, my God, you guys need to put this on. Britt doesn't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, see, <clears throat> Britt is just is dumbfounded right now because you know what he's going to do later on? He's going to look at every team in the NFL and find every single tackle in the top five. 
I'm going to create a spreadsheet and find out <laughs> in the top five cap hits for 2021 as of right now by position. And I'm mm-hmm. going to break it out. Tackles, guards. I'm going to break every position out. I'm not going to differentiate between left and right tackle and left and right guard. Those those are guards. Yeah, yeah, right. Because Lord mm-hmm. knows half the time if the left guard goes down, the right guard becomes a left guard anyway. This is but true. I'm just I'm just saying, but I'm like I I I'm gonna be I have a feeling that I'm gonna be no one's gonna be shocked when the quarterbacks come in at like 30 of 32 teams are playing their quarterbacks a ton of money. The ones that aren't are gonna be teams that just drafted quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. But left I mean the tackles it just it blows my mind. Anyway, we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Please send us feedback. Uh, until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Tackles. I mean, podcast. Like this.